sitting here with my glow-in-the-dark skeleton. Wait, I think I hear the door. The, you know, the, the... I ain't paying you, Dre! We ain't paying you, Dre. We but we make our own Dre. beats. Trust me. Okay. Trust me. All right. I got this. You, you got I this? I got this. I think that's our next career. That's to, That'd be the goal. Go <laughs> that's uh, that's been think, the goal for a while. Do you long. think the teacher-rapper demographic is crowded at this point? Um, Probably not. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Not too many. Probably. Yo, hit us up. Hey, remember they had cough rap groups? <laughs> they had what? They had, like, rapping cops. They did they have did rapping, have rapping cops. cops. Don't with rapping cops, though. I'm just saying, if cops can rap, teachers can rap. This is true. This is true. If cops... We can think about that. Like, like at the next, like, professional development district day, like, we, we open up, and now we got straight out of the 303. Who dope? <laughs> is, your, is your home number 303 or 720? 720. Mine is 2. That feels wack. Because I moved. I, I, the only person that has a 303 number at our house is Bird's cell phone. Yeah, our cell phones do, but we haven't we haven't had a three a, a three hundred three number since we like got together. Got together. I think. I and think I'm from lived, here. It's when we lived not in like Littleton. An, I'm, not I'm trying to think. Like you. I think we lived in Littleton. We had a three hundred three number, uh, but like when we moved here, we got a seven two zero. My cell phone's a seven two zero. Sophia's a seven two zero. But yeah. I think Bird's the only one that has three hundred three on <laughs> her is, cell phone. This is the longest sound check ever. That's all right. I may or may not cut it down. We may for real. We might need the content on content. this episode. Yes. Um, I'm Priya Volchi. I'm Winona Guo. We're the co-founders of Choose and co-authors of Tell Me Who You Are. And this is Two Dope Teachers at a Mic. Yeah. What's poppin'? How y'all doing? What's poppin'? I, we just wanna know what's poppin'. We're shaking. Potato chips are baking. Oh, we got lunch already. <laughs> you don't even know people. You don't, don't know what you're about to like, walk into. What? Welcome back to Two Dope Teachers and a Microphone. Yes. As our boy Boots. Uh, say shout out to Boots. For shout out. Shout out. Today. I'm Gerardo Munoz. It's your boy Kevin Adams. And we are out here. We are out here. We are out here We're doing out this here. work. Doing this work. We just go fresh off of a day off. Getting work. One long week, a three-day weekend. Yeah, Our kids we got, had a five-day weekend. Yeah, but we ain't mad. And they come in. Did you enjoy your long weekend? Not as much as you did. <laughs> Why are you the first <laughs> now, 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 you don't know yeah, whether they had a good weekend or not. I, they weren't here. We're not. <laughs> so I had somebody tell me that I shouldn't ask people how they're doing. <laughs> like, that I shouldn't ask children how they're doing. Because that's... Why? Because they might tell you. Oh. <laughs> and okay, so let's take this further. Um, what? So just why do you ask them what how they're doing? Why? Why because do you I, choose to do that? Because I care. Oh. About how they're doing. So so you might find out. They actually, worried. They were like worried. You might find out how they're doing. Yeah, that's and, what. And maybe be able to be caring or compassionate or meet them where they're at yeah. that day. It's it's just this really weird like strain <laughs> in educational thinking we have right now where it's like. These children have trauma. We, if we ask them how they're doing, they may tell us about their trauma and therefore relive it. These are people who are like, we want to ignore that stuff. Yeah, Put so that to the side. So don't Here, so don't I came bring up with, it up. So I came up with you're about to get evicted. Exactly. And that's what you're worried about. Yeah. But come in here and, and come into this building yeah. 
I don't, I don't need to know that. Do math. Yeah, I don't need to know that because, um, but let's not do the mathematics of evictions because that definitely <laughs> that could be triggering. That could be a little triggering. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So my um, so my new way of like greeting people, like children, yes. is going to be like, "Hello, human." As a human, I acknowledge you, a human. <laughs> Hello, human. I am a human. Young human. Young human. But that's good that you're introducing yourself as a human because they're going to have robots to replace actually, us before This we is actually it. a little bit of an issue for some teachers. <laughs> anyway, we are here. <laughs> we are here throwing shade. I tell my students I'm done throwing shade. Like I just, it's just nightfall. It's just nightfall. When I speak, you, it's you an eclipse. Know, you know what? You know what? It's an eclipse. It's an eclipse. It's an eclipse. <laughs> you know what? You will know if I'm throwing shade because it will be dark in your dark. life. You ain't gonna be seeing nothing. It's gonna be dark. I can't see nothing. Shade is like subtle. I am done with subtlety. Uh, so we're here on a beautiful, weirdly cold October Thursday. Day. A cold. Have you been outside today? Sunny day uh, this morning. No, I mean besides. Oh no, just now. I just walked out. Oh, that's right. Because you had my to go, stuff. You had to go to your. But uh, yeah, it's not too bad. Y'all don't know this. Uh, we're starting our episode a little late because Kev had to go to his car to get like things for the. I had episode. to get the material. Knew that we were going to be recording. That's right. We um, were doing some production. He came unprepared. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Yes, don't don't just keep telling we've produced. <laughs> oh, right. Yes, we were high, in production. high level production and uh, high level production. We had to really get it going here. Um, yeah, so we so it's. It's October the twenty fourth. Yes, October is almost over. C E. It is. It's almost. It? We got one week away. One week from Halloween. Yeah, and and more importantly, one week before my wife's birthday. Oh, so that's gotta, big. That's does, big. Does your wife do this? Like, okay, so uh, does your wife listen first before we initiate this conversation? Does she, does she listen to this podcast? To this podcast. No. Okay, mine doesn't either. She'll listen to it with me, which is weird. <laughs> should make you feel good. And yeah, then you she'll make fun it. of me for like laughing at our jokes. That's how my again. wife is when she hears it. She's like, "Oh, you guys are cute," and I don't oh. know how to take it when she says it like that. She, I'm like, yeah. "What are you saying?" It's well, if our boss said that, we would be really offended. Um, Never mind. I'll just stop. <laughs> Let me just stop. You say I'm cute. Do you think our boss listens? I don't know, but uh, our AP asked about it, and I, I really? told her where to find it. Okay. And so she said she's interested. Okay. Sounds so good. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah, because there, there are some people on the staff who are fully up to date yes. on what we're like talking about. So That's cool. I feel like I'm initiating all kinds of stuff that could just be really uncomfortable. <laughs> um, yeah. So, That's all right. But so my wife does this thing where, and, and I think she earnestly like believes it, yes. where like she does not communicate what she wants for her birthday. She's like, I don't know, or I don't care, and that kind of thing. <laughs> but like I learned a really long time ago, not to get it twisted, that there should be something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't decide if it's more pressure or less pressure. Like, I just um, go with, like, making sure that I got something. Yeah. Like, you got to have something. That, and my wife is, like, the type who's like, nah, I don't know what I want. I think, so here's a pro tip to all of y'all who are looking at your partners in life um, and kind of fi- trying to figure out what to do as a gift. I really believe you need to demonstrate that you listen to them. That's key. Right? That's key. That you have heard them when they have said hey, you know what would be really nice? You should, like, show that you're listening. You should show that it, like, matters. And, like, it, and, you know, it, I think that's it. Tips. Yeah, I think that's go. all good. So show that you're listening. Yeah. Show that they matter. Show that you're listening and show that you're responsive. And that I'm responsive. I'm, I hear you. <laughs> look, look. I know I'm you said you wanted it. this thing. I just want to tell you I, I acknowledge it. Because the worst thing I will tell you, the worst word that I hate to come out of my wife's mouth, that I hate to hear her say, is if she says dismissive, you're being oh. dismissed. Stop being. Di- I'm like, oh. oh lord, 
I did cross the oh. line. So I have to always make sure yeah. I am not being dismissive. I'm not yeah. really sure what that means. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I did not dis- I did not do that. Yeah. I, I have more of that with my 14-year-old daughter. <laughs> like... like um, my, like for for my wife, it's it's really about how do we keep each other afloat. Both of us do the same job. <laughs> yeah, I guess um, that's when you guys come in. And my child will be like, it, so I don't know if you entered this point with your adolescent uh, <laughs> daughter. Um, my adolescent daughter will, if she senses the slightest like, I don't even know what it is, wrinkle in the air. <laughs> she's like, what? Whoa! And I'm like, what? <laughs> And she's like, well, I just told you this thing. And I was like, I was thinking. You're like, I'm sorry. I, I need an immediate I response. So- I am three times your age, and I need time. to. Child, let me tell you about wait time. <laughs> I hate wait time, by the way. Because I'm starting to feel like wait time is even more humiliating than, like, just moving right on from something. Like, you just wait? <laughs> I do. Like, you're just sitting there. But that's why, like, if I, if I call on somebody... Like, and I'm using wait, or like if I ask a question, I'll ask a question to everybody yeah. and use wait time. Yeah. But if I've called on a specific student and they're like, <laughs> I'm not look. I can't see the look. I'll kind of look for that other right hand now, yeah. where it's like, I'll be like, help them out. <laughs> so what I do is I will, I'll use my magic cards of destiny, right? Yes, yes. Uh, same, similar to the time you use yep, the popsicle, the popsicle, popsicle sticks. sticks. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to say toothpicks, but I wouldn't <laughs> You'd have to write really small. Who is this? So um, I saw an article, by the way, that said nobody's coming for your popsicle sticks. Like something about like student participation, whatever. Nobody's coming for your popsicle sticks. <laughs> nobody's coming for me. You can keep doing that. So what I'll do is I'll call the names of the people who are going to speak. Yep. And then I'll make announcements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll be like, so while uh, these young people percolate on what they're going to say, um, I just have a few things to tell you. Just be ready. But, but, then, but that gives that preparation, decreases yeah. the anxiety for students. And then also, like, I want my students to be really smart. So, like, I, another strategy that I'll use, too, before I do it, turn and talk. But they, yeah. they, some of them fail to realize, like, when you turn and talk, if you listen, and you didn't have an idea, <laughs> yeah, there you might have, be one. <laughs> you at least got, you know, and I, I would, like, if you're like Gerardo said, yeah, or Kevin exactly, said, exactly. I'm just as good. Yeah, like, definitely. Because well, the point and I'll is even, just that we're thinking. Yep, and I'll, and I'll leave it open. I'll say, hey, talk about either your response to something or what something that came up at your table. Yes. Um, now, my problem is I ramble. And so then <laughs> by the time I get to the kids, they forgot that I called on them. And then, <laughs> oh, yeah. and then we're restarting the whole cycle. <laughs> hey, we have a couple of special guests in here today. Yes. Who uh, are here? Um, we who, have. Who is here? Who we, are Who are here? <laughs> 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 Remember when uh, our pre- president at number 43 said, we have to ask the question, is our kids is learning? Our kids, is our kids learning? <laughs> is they? Is they? Is they now? <laughs> a mind is a terrible thing to not even have a mind at all. Our president, 43, was wow. Oh, he was funny. Like, that's, that's the wildest thing about the current dude. Yeah. Because, like, he makes you forget about, like, that wild, like, you were like. Well, when you see, like, and I'm not one of these people. Yes, I'm not one of these people. When you see these, like, liberal centrists who will say. We miss. We really miss 43. I'm like, no. No. I'm like, go back. Let's go. Hari Kondabolu, you should follow him. Yes. He's He's the man. He's really funny. Hari Kondabolu said, um, just to remind everyone, this is not normal. 
and normal wasn't that great yeah, either. Yeah. No, we gotta yeah. remember that. So yeah, we do have a couple of guests in studio. Yes. Uh, not my glow in the dark skeleton that's no. looking at me eerily from across the table. <laughs> we might. Hey, I'm gonna make some memes with this. So I thought about sitting him outside my room um, and just sitting him on the floor and caption it. You know that kid you forgot. Oh, oh yes. Oh, you gotta do that. You gotta do that. Back in the days, you that kid you remember, like, out. Yeah, when 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 I used to kick kids out of class, like I'd send them out, and now I forget that I sent you them forget. out. That's why I stopped doing it. They'd be out there for like 25 minutes. You Come out! No, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Come now, back in. Now, Forget about anything that happened that caused you to go out here because I put do. you out and then forgot about. This it. is this is this is uh, Bones Malone, uh, my uh, stupid. my son. Bones over Malone. Here. Bones is my son. Hey, Bonesy. This is getting really. But no, you gotta do the meme. You gotta do the, when you, you when you put your kids out. Yeah, is it when you put your kid out and you forgot about them? Or, um, or you gotta do the one too when teachers be like, <laughs> I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we'll we'll see if your uh, your sons like advisement can handle having a big glow in the dark plastic. Yeah, they might freak out with light up eyes. I think I think they're okay with it. Yesterday, we'll see what happens on Monday. Um, yeah, we got a couple of guests in studio. Yes. Uh, fellas, do you want to just introduce yourselves? Uh, yes, we'll, we'll start over here. We're glad to be back. Yeah, it's a uh, young Kev and a uh, young Hera. We're here. Yeah, we're here in the house. Thanks for having us, guys. Oh, uh, anytime, fellas. You know, we figured this was a really good time. Uh, to bring you in. Yeah, we're um, glad to hear you guys. We heard you guys have been uh, working hard on your uh, pre-service teacher requirements oh, and all that on, stuff. I, I've been working on my teacher work sample. Yeah, and uh, I've I've got a journal from my subbing, from when I, I've I've been subbing, and I've got a teacher work sample too that I've been working on. No, it's you cool. could, you couldn't pay me enough to sub. Oh, no, you, you, you yeah. couldn't pay me enough to no, sub. No, it's man. cool. I'm learning a lot. No, I get the chance to really teach. No, bro. No cap. No cap. <laughs> So, uh, we're. <laughs> how long can we keep this up? I know, that's uh, what I wanted. That's it, yeah. So, fellas, um, so we're, we're going to have y'all uh, just share some resources with us about kind of what you were thinking. And so, for those of you, so do you remember when someone actually thought that these were two, like, young pre service teachers? That, they were like, oh, who are those young guys you guys had? <laughs> yeah, we're like, that was us. They sounded pretty good. That was us being dumb. Like, um, so, we're, what we're actually going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about. Where we're at after the years of te- our experiences and where we started out and where we are, just reflecting, I feel like. So, the, the, yeah, this was your idea. Can you talk a little bit about why so we decided? To I've do got this my today? journals here that I use. Those are really nice. They, they, I got them a long like, time ago. You, okay. Like my parents bought them for me, like maybe. Ten years ago, yeah, like this is beautiful. Is that, what is that leather? It's got leather bound gold, gold lame on the Bro, edge. It's real you're, fancy. You're fancy, but I haven't put a lot in them, so they come back and forth. I don't journal as much as you do. Like you're very consummate about it, putting your ideas down. But I use it Stuff mainly I actually say to people. today for like songwriting. So like okay. as an adult today, like I will write lyrics or ideas that pop in my head. Yep. Sometimes just jotting down. I got a lemon pepper recipe for wings in there too. <laughs> I uh, you know, so like it's, it's it's a very my obsessive compulsive lots, side is like flipping out. Yeah, right lots now. of random like, stuff. Like, yeah, you, you probably know where can't anything handle. is. <laughs> but that was the beauty of kind of flipping back through it yeah. and just kind of looking at stuff and just reminiscing about like when I started the journal. Like I said, I was uh, started it when I was a sub go back and forth through it, you know, and so it goes into like my, um, cause I was a sub for three years before I went to get my teaching when, certificate. When I found that, when I learned that about you, I'm like, this brother is way tougher than anybody realizes. <laughs> but that was what I, I it was a great I'd rather work at Starbucks. Because it, what it told sub. me that I really wanted to be a teacher. I guess. Cause I subbed for three years and I was like, okay, after three years of doing that, yeah. 
I think I want to do get really certified and do this for real, yeah. right? And I think that's part of like why I've been equipped to just deal with it because I think back to those days of being a sub <laughs> no, and what you dealt with and yeah. like some of the challenges that you face walking into a building. You know, and I was subbing in Douglas County, so it was like oh, full circle for me yeah. because I was a student who had gone to Highlands Ranch High School, Crest Hill Middle School, and literally yeah. walking back into the same school. Crest, Crest Hill. Crest Hill is the name like, of my middle Crest school. Crest Hill up in the mountains? Yeah. All right, go ahead. But uh, walking. Walking back into these same schools, so sub at Crest Hill, yeah. sub at Highlands Ranch High School, That's Parker wild. High School, all the, these high schools that friends of mine had gone to, Douglas County High School in Castle Rock, <clears throat> yep. all of it, you know, but walking in now as a black substitute teacher, yeah. still not a lot of black kids, <laughs> not a lot of black folks, not a lot of black teachers, right? I just keep thinking But that, just, that just such thing. a learning experience. And then I tried to try to uh, get a job in Denver Public Schools, and I went through yeah. the orientation and all this stuff, and they never called me with my sub number, which was like the weirdest thing. I was like, kept calling people, and nobody ever called me back. And eventually I was like, fine, I guess you don't want me. Forget y'all then. You know, and so Forget I was kind of very, when I applied for a job in Denver Public Schools, I was kind of like, Offended. You see, you see. He's like, well, forget y'all. You know, but going back through this, and I was just reading through some of the stuff and thought it would be fun <laughs> Uh, fodder for our podcast. Yeah. And just to kind of talk about some of the stuff. And you were like, oh, let me get my teacher sample. <laughs> oh my and you start to think about this stuff that we did. And so, like, I just wanted to share it with the audience because yeah. it was it, it was very humorous for me to yeah. kind of go through some of this what, stuff. What, what's the word your daughter's really into right now? Cringy. Mine is, mine is cringy. Cringy. Mine is really cringy. Everything yeah. I do is cringy. So, so, like, I guess the first thing I remember about, like, my first year teaching was that I was 128 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Those of you who've seen me recently, I, I carry 180 pounds on it's this bulked frame. bulked up a little bit. Yeah, a little. Wait, I'm, yeah, bulk would imply like muscle and strength. I'm not we could sure go with bulk up. Yeah, from 128. The dictionary definition of bulk, yeah, definitely. But you know how they say you like you 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 gain like 10 pounds every 10 years yeah, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. I'm like a lot more than that. I exceeded um, that. I definitely exceeded that. No, but so I think the, the other thing I'm kind of reflecting on, this is why I think this might be – uh, hopefully interesting for audiences that, you know, this is this is that time of year when I don't know where like the bills come due, yep, right? Yep. And like where, you know, a lot of us have gotten some um, some SBF news. Yep. Um, our school is red, and uh, and in fact we're going to start a hashtag Team Red. Team Red. Um, because they're, the, it's 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 an interesting brotherhood sisterhood to be in with other. Schools it's a different experience, you know. You start to realize this other world, and I think, like we had this understanding of like, what does it mean to be a turnaround school? Yeah. Now we're getting it. Like we've seen other turnaround schools, and yeah. people have gone through it. Yeah. And you know, so so I think these are the times that really try your your kind of I don't know word like try your vision, right? Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. they put who you are as a teacher and who you've been as a teacher really to the test. And so I think I think that's another reason that this is kind of an interesting topic for us to broach because, like, who were we? Like, Why did we me, decide to do this? 21 years ago, and where are we now um, af- after all these years? And so, uh, so young Kev, young Hera, uh, just welcome back to the studio. Yo, thanks, bro! Thanks! Thanks. Thanks. It's all good to be you here. You guys are so cool. You guys are really cool. We hope we can be like you one day. Yeah. Well, now slow down, fellas. Calm down. Slow down. Slow Mike, down. get there. It's going to be okay. Yeah, <laughs>
is maybe. Like, what's that? Maybe. Don't anyway, come for my job. That's right. Don't come for my job. Um, unless we should talk off mic, though. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that's what we're going to kind of, like, talk about. So, so how do you want to structure this? You want to go, like... So, so, do I just... I could just go through some stuff. Yep. So, like, some of the cool stuff... It's funny. I, I write more than you, but you're more reflective than I am. Like, you, you make it this, like, purpose <laughs> to do it. And I just complain and write things that I can't say to people in person. So, this is from... Nine September first, two thousand four. Man, it's a minute. Man. So, and it's titled. I have two columns. You the, are not a parent at this point. The, no, not even close. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about that stuff. Think about other were you, stuff. Were you married? I wasn't married at that point. No, nope, mar- nope. no, no marriage. No marriage. Okay. We were together. Right? Yeah, we okay, and okay. were together. Okay, okay. see, well, we were married. married. We've been married three years in 04. So yeah. So I have two lists. Yep. One is titled The Best, the other is titled The Worst. So these are the qualities, teacher qualities is what I titled it. The Best. And you knew this in 2004. (laughs) This is is what I called. Connection. Fun. Innovative. Okay. Organized. Okay. (laughs) Empathetic. You laugh at organized. (laughs) You laugh because I think about it. I'm like, uh, I still haven't gotten that. Empathetic. Okay. Engaging personality. Passionate. Yep. Respect slash care for students. Yep. Enthusiastic, personable, trustworthy, engaging environment. Yep. Diversity in teaching style. High expectation, challenging, creative. The worst. Hold students back from reaching their potential. Boring, degrading, <laughs> not caring, no faith. Dang. A burnout. Entrenched thought. Monotone delivery. I'm, I'm feeling personally attacked. No, no, this is not you. This is, I've been in your room, brother. This is not you. Doesn't admit when they're wrong. Mm. Poor communication. Distant. Inflexible. And then down at the bottom, I have a star. And I said, be a teacher, not a presenter. Ooh. And then I said, the purpose of the test is to tell the teacher how well you're doing. Like, to, like how to well tell the teacher the te- is doing. Yes. Yeah. To tell the teacher, yeah. you know, and so like, when I read over this, it was like, kind of reaffirming at times because mm-hmm. it was like that best list. I still think that's like, yep, what it is. There might be is stuff it, that I'd add to it, right? What would you add to it? I think compassion. Yeah. Because compassion is not on here, right? I have respect and care for students. Yeah. But Do I you have say, anything like along the lines of like resilient? I don't have resilience because I, I, I would add that too. And I it's feel something like that, that I've learned. You know? That's something you don't know right away. I didn't know right? that. Like even when you're a kid in school watching like your teacher struggle <laughs> and get frustrated. Yeah. Like you don't think about what it takes for a teacher to bounce back every, every day, day and come back Each and period. have a positive attitude. Every minute, right? <laughs> like it's just kind of like – so I mean that to me that that's what I would – that's what 2019 had, I would, would add to it. Resilient. I'm pretty sure that young head I couldn't spell resilient. <laughs> hey, I resent that. Hey. Yeah. All right, fellas, we'll uh, speak when you're spoken to, please. Thank you. <laughs> but you know, like just going through that list made me just think about these ideas because I do think, and I think I was being harsh when I described it as the worst, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> but, like this was my mind, my thinking, and like I came into this really being like, I want to be different. Yeah. I don't want to be like these people that I'm seeing, you know, and I was seeing things that were negative to me from from uh, teachers that I was working with, right? Yeah. I was seeing, 
burnout. I was seeing inflexibility. I was seeing not trying to innovate, not challenging yourself to do things differently. Yep. Seeing teachers pull out stuff and be like, I've been doing this for 14 years. <laughs> Oh, and this is what I use, you know. And I, so, I, for a second, I forgot we don't call people out on. The we don't call people out. <laughs> we don't call people out, you know. But yeah. but it just made me think, you know, how we evolve mm -hmm. and how our thinking evolves and why it does, you know. So, so here's what I would ask, and Young Kev, you can chime in if you'd like. Mm -hmm. Does that sound good? Sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> wow, Young Young Kev hasn't hit puberty yet. He's always getting high. Talking like Mickey Mouse. All right, so so here's what I would ask you between, like '04 mm -hmm. and um, and now. Yes. What, like, how consistently do you feel that you've held these these values? So I think like it it's 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 an evolution, right? And so it changes. And so maybe what fun and innovative meant to me then has evolved. Okay. Right? So, like, when I came in, I wanted to do lots of simulations and yeah. have kids doing, like, all sorts of wild projects. Yeah. And my approach to it, I think, like, I still want the kids to be having fun. Yeah. But I think, like, my understanding <laughs> of what the level of the learning needs to be, the rigor of it. Yeah. How does that look and what does fun look like yeah. for a student academically, right? Yeah. I think that has evolved. Like my understanding of what it means to be organized. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not as organized as some of like our most, like we have a teacher in our building who is like so organized. I wish she'd come in and organize my if, life. If, yeah, there's like, two teachers I think of where I just walk into the room and I'm like, oh man. Wow, everything yeah. is on point, <laughs> everything is in place. They yep. put stuff on like build websites where kids can yeah. access the materials. Yeah. Online, I'm just like so impressed. Yeah. But but I come to terms with organization for me. Yeah. What does it mean for me to know like where my materials are that I'm ready to go that like when a kid comes in and asks for something that they need I can access it fairly quickly, books. Yeah. You know things like that. And so when I think about organization, I think it depends on the teacher, right? Because yeah. I will never be one of those type eight. That's just not my personality, right? Yeah. But. Do, can I develop systems that work for me so that like every day I have really clear routines for my kids and yeah. there's some structures and I'm not running around and like lost and like clueless. <laughs> yeah, Again, you know? feeling personally attacked by your comments Oh, here. no, no. <laughs> no, but yeah, so, so what you would say is that a lot of this has remained consistent for you. It's become more nuanced and informed. Yeah, over, but I, I still think career. these are the things like when I'd add like the things you say add to it but I think these are like this the base and and it's been there and it's been there so so this is when did you what year did you first start as a contract teacher uh 2005 okay so this is 14 years later yep and really what's happened is you've maintained that this kind of consistency of vision of what you want to be and what you don't want to be um, and it's just become smarter. And, yeah, yeah, and, and really, it's been seasoned, if you will. And in some ways, it's fallen back in my mind, right? Yeah. It's like not because at that point I was thinking about this stuff all the time because that's where I was headed. Yeah. But now that I'm here, yeah, I don't think about it as much. But it's like I think that core principle, the core belief of why I do what I do. Yeah. Right. And I think when we talk about like how do I have the resiliency? How do we get that resiliency? A lot of the times, it's going back to those core beliefs. Yep. Like when I'm having a hard day, when the leadership and like when it all comes down and we think about the SPF and we worry about the kids. I mean, you got to dance with getting, who brung you, right? That's it. You know? that, that, that I came into this knowing that the work was hard, mm -hmm. that it wasn't going to be easy, 
that it was going to take a lot from me personally. Yeah. Right? And so kind of <clears throat> just reaffirming that, I think it was really important for me. Yeah. So, and I have an agenda here. Um, so <laughs> about when, how long after you wrote this, do you think that the nuance started to develop? I'd say probably like my first year teaching, right? right? You start to understand like that, even my idealism about it, yeah, right? Because I came in like as a person who wanted to be this critical pedagogist, mm -hmm. right? And and you come into realities, right? And so like, I'm also a realist, right? I, yeah. I understand the setting and the situation that I'm in. Yeah. And I can only push so far at a time, right? Yeah. Before people start to <clears throat> react, right? And I always wondered, <clears throat> Am I going to be, because around the same time that I came into education, uh, you might recall there was the story of Jay Benish. Yeah. And for oh, those yeah. of you guys who don't know, oh, Jay, Jay Benish was a teacher. Look him up. In uh, Denver, in a um, suburb at a school called Overland High School. And um, Jay Benish one day was talking about the Bush administration. And he, he I think he compared the Bush administration to... The Nazis. the Nazis, yeah, and so he really was very critical of the things that they were doing, and a student recorded him, and he was fired. Yep, as a result of it. And um, if I forgot, I think David Lane defended him, famous attorney from Denver. Yep. Um, and I don't know what the uh, what the resolution was. He went on national television, was on Good Morning America, shows like that, yep. just talking about this experience. So I had this fear of like. Whatever I say is gonna get held against me, right? Yeah. Not knowing, and then I come into DPS, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Most of my kids, I've rarely had kind of these conservative kids. Had a handful yeah. every once in a while, yeah. but less and less, especially here at DCIS. Or maybe yeah. they, I've had some conservative kids, but they don't put their ideas, which is disappointing, you know. And I think, kind of says a statement about the community that we kind of have created that some of them don't feel comfortable sharing that stuff right but kind of thinking about all this stuff that was like the fear that yeah. was the fear that like if i try to do all this yeah i'm gonna lose my job somebody's gonna record you somebody's gonna <laughs> like, because if i'm doing all this if i'm trustworthy the kids are telling me what they think right yeah and sometimes that's gonna be controversial yep. right if i've created an engaging environment it's gonna be what the kids know what they love and what they're passionate about yep it's gonna create kind of maybe some disruption like we said when the kids bring their culture in their culture can be messy, right? They're yep. like, where I come from can be messy. Yep. And so, like, I remember being back at Moria and thinking about the songs that I'd play for kids, yeah. right? Because, like, I taught this class. I, I was very privileged because I taught in a highly gifted and talented mm -hmm. program. And so with that privilege, they had this thing called uh, Seminar. And it was a yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. And you probably heard about yeah, it heard from about it. former students who yep. came here. And Seminar was on a Wednesday you could leave the curriculum completely. You yeah. didn't have to worry about standards. You could teach whatever was your passion. And yep. so my passion, uh, like it still is, is music. Mm -hmm. And so I taught a, class, uh, a seminar called The Politics of Music. Yeah. And so we went through it, and we started with slave songs. Yep. And, you know, because that, to me, that was the ultimate resistance. And then jumped into, like, you know, labor songs. Mm -hmm. And then moved into kind of... Uh, the 60s music, all the way up to hip-hop. You know, so yep. I'm playing N.W.A. <clears throat> F the police to the kids, you know, and and, yep. and and luckily I was in a building where I was supported. Yeah. Now, there was one day where I was playing the MC5, Kick Out the Jams. <laughs> oh, yeah. And if anybody knows the way that song it said, starts out, Kick Out the Jams, mother effer. <laughs> so my boss is walking by, 
right at this moment, I, like right after they sing the line, the kids are like freaking out and like it's a really pumped up punk rock, yep, yep, proto yep, punk yep, rock yep, song. Yep. And like my principal walks in, and her like one of her bosses walk in, and she's like, "Did the song just say?" She leans over to me very casually. Did they just? Get, 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 get? And I was like, "Yeah, I tried to. I forgot that it starts with that." Like, oh God, here it is. Here it is. I'm losing my job. And she's like, okay, I just need for you to stop the song, let the kids know you made a mistake, you didn't realize it, <laughs> and then we'll talk. And so, like, I stopped oh. it, let them know, oh, oh that was my bad, All right, let's yeah. go on to this song, Crosby Stills Neck. <laughs> you know, Chicago, right? Chicago. And, um, and so, like, I go and talk to her, she's like, well, the only reason I knew is because my boss said, I know that song! <laughs> so the boss has been listening to it, you know, but it was, like, one of those moments where it was, like, but again, taking risk, you know, putting yourself out there. And I think, like I said, early on, I kind of understood, came to some ideas about this or yeah. why, how do you move into that word, what I call the worst category, right? There's a lot of stuff that, and I was thinking, you know, that it was an intentional teacher move. Yeah. I think it was, what I was seeing was the manifestation of a lot of, like, frustration. Yeah. From teachers. Disillusionment. Disillusionment, you know, right? Kind of a, uh, like, yeah, you start running out of ways to understand the context of your work. And also, I think I've, I've shifted into the worst at times. Mm -hmm. That's what I realized, too, right? I knew that this is the best, but I've crossed this line into the worst, right? Yeah. I've held students back from reaching their potential. I've been boring. I've yeah. been degrading. <laughs> I didn't care about I felt burned I, out. I felt burned out. I didn't have faith, right? <laughs> yeah. All of this stuff. There's been times where I probably had that monotone delivery, right? Yeah. Didn't know when to admit when I was wrong. Yeah. Holy, you know, you have you ever held yeah. to something and yeah. you're like, yep. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I feel like I do that more with adults than with students. <laughs> like, because I feel like adults can take it. That's just my kind of view. Yeah, no, so, so Young Kev, anything to add to that? You know, teaching is just wild. Can I read one little, I, I wrote some notes that you guys, I think you might like. I wrote some notes about uh, one of my subbing experiences. Do it. So um, I just got to find it. Yep. I should have marked it before as Fine. I was writing all this stuff down. Young Kev looking for, look, looking for. Uh, I also have a poem that I might read for you guys that I wrote that I, that I found. Oh, that'd be very interesting. Um. Yeah, let me let me find some music for <laughs> life Might for a while we're waiting. I've got two. One's one's got way more in it, and then the then the other. Yeah. All right, here we go. All right, this is us waiting. Waiting music. Oh wait, that's an ad. That's not gonna work. Oh wait, here we go. Here, here's some waiting for Young Kev to find music. <laughs> Yeah. All, right. All right. I think Here I found go. it. Thank you for that waiting music. So, this. Right, do we need the music again? Yes. All right. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. I found oh, it. Oh, sorry. Okay. This is Dang. from 130, 2002. Okay. So, January 30th, 2002. I've been so. Are you reading this for Young Kev or is Young Kev going um, to read this? Young Kev can read it. All right. Young Kev, good. read your notes on your journal. Oh, oh wait. Old Kev. That's Young Kev. <laughs> I have my notes from the journal. All right. <laughs> I don't have a voice keys. We don't, we, don't <laughs> we don't have All right. we really don't have personality <clears throat> disorders. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to uh, really man up. There you or go. Or person up. There you go. Because man up is problematic. It is problematic. Here we go. So, I was at um, Douglas County High School in Castle Rock. I'm sitting here in Castle Rock again. 
This time I'm teaching high school. And it just had four students try to pull a fast one on me. <laughs> but they don't know. I used to pull the same tricks on the sub. But instead of coming back 30 minutes later, I wouldn't come back at all. <laughs> so maybe the youth today are more responsible than the youth of yesterday. Aww. Who knows? <laughs> at least the teacher I'm subbing for today seems cool. He seems to have a much more progressive attitude than most of the teachers I've subbed for. Like uh, uh, most, of the, most of the teachers I have encountered, his room, uh, in his room, this is bad writing. His, <laughs> young Kev. Young Kev needed young an Kev. editor. <laughs> he, was, he was writing, pa- I was writing passionately. That's true. That's Catharsis. true. understand that. So he's, he's decorated his room with pictures of Malcolm X. Oh, the Beatles and, Woods- and a Woodstock poster. A nice contrast from most American history classrooms I've been in. Nope. In this classroom, the flag is just another accessory and not the center of a piece, uh, not the centerpiece to some crackers homage to America. <laughs> Young Kev! Young Kev! You call people crackers? Young That's Kev. not right, Kev! Young Kev! Wow! Wow! A problematic term. Don't say Kev. that. We don't use terms like that. Young Kev was bold. Whew! Strike me as a wilder cat in the way you come off. <laughs> can I finish? Yes, can, yes, I, can, can I finish? <laughs> Sorry, young kid. Anyway, He's gonna go home and write that's enough us. ranting about America. <laughs> now to talk about something more interesting, like Bird. I still don't know why she makes me so crazy. I guess it's just I love her. Or as the old saying says, as the old saying goes, women, you can't live with them, you can't live without them. It is so stupid that I can break our relationship down to an overused sexist cliche. (laughs) But it's truly the best way to explain how I feel about it. Wow. (laughs) So it's good that we clarified that our... Thank you, Young Kev, for that uh, reading. Uh, It's good that we clarified that our wives don't listen to this show. I'm I'm glad you guys thought it was humorous. Those were my thoughts. This is what I'm going through as a young substitute. We're very sorry, Young Kev. We're very sorry if we have in any way shown any insensitivity to to your words and your passion. Thank you very much for sharing. (laughs) Young Head, I just looks confused. What's, what's happening? He's over here. He's like, man, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know. I didn't even write that stuff down. I, I know you, you, you didn't discover your like learning disability young, until a lot later. Young Kev, when were you writing this down? Uh, during the planning period, when when I I didn't have to cover anybody else, so I I just started to jot notes until oh, I was wow. bored. That I mean, that's kind of a that's an homage back to the days when subs weren't asked to like work all day. <laughs> and young Kev, you had a lot of like interesting experiences. Um, maybe one day you can tell us about the time when you broke the overhead projector screen and the air conditioning panel and just left. <laughs> Both of those things. Oh wow. Young Kev. You are wildin'. You are wildin' young Kev. Young Kev, thank you for sharing, like, what, what you kind of went through. Yeah, like, yeah, but uh, does Young Hair have some stuff to share? I think so. Well, okay, all right. So, he, here, man, here's my thing, right? What's not? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't like journal. Like, I probably have some journals yes. at home and stuff. Oh, dang, there's my, like, there's my uh, transcripts. You got your transcripts. I got some official transcripts. Oh, that's cool for when you're going to apply Boulder. for a job. Man, you're yo, going to need those. Yo, they didn't even send me these transcripts because I owed a bunch of money to the library. <laughs> 
That was kind of whack. That happens sometimes, young man. man. So I got this thing. Man, I'm never gonna use this again. I just have to. So what? That to... looks like a big folder of a bunch. Uh, this like, is. Uh, this is old kid. This is. That my... looks like a bunch of folders of nonsense. This, this is my. This is my teacher work sample. Oh, I remember those. Do you remember having to do that? I remember that. You know, I mean, and mine's. Yo, my, mine's dope. It's dope. It You're proud fresh. of it. It's the hardest dope. work you've probably ever done in your life. It's, man, I'll tell you. You're feeling pretty caught. What's your topic? So me, what are you me, talking let about? Let me cut in here. So, Young Head, let's, let's, can we, you don't have any of the journal the journal writings that you have, uh, which are probably way too profane to read on the air anyway. Um, yeah, some of the nonsense you were writing was kind of like, not, like no shade, man. Like, you're, you're younger me. You're like Young Head. No, man, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Oh, uh, oh good looking out, bro. Good looking out. Good looking out. <laughs> Um, so you, so tell me about this work sample. All right, so I didn't, I didn't become a teacher in the traditional way, right? You did it. Nah, I, I came through the teacher in residence program. Oh, okay. Shout out TIR. TIR. In the house. Okay, settle down. We're like, there's like literally no one else here. Like, <laughs> just gotta settle down. All right, my bad. So, um, so, t- so tell us about TIR. How the- well, basically like they couldn't find people to teach. And so they were just kind of finding whoever. And so I was working at the Sharper Image. Yes. Yeah. I, I gra- love that store. I graduated college, and I was working at the Sharper Image. <laughs> at and, least you had a job. And I had a job. And, in fact, that's what Claudia, shout out to my shout mom. Shout out. Been, we, we, we were about to get married. Oh. It was wild. She fine. All right. Yeah. All right let's, keep, let's get back, like, to, to the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we had to – so what we had to do is it was kind of like on-the-job training, right? So, like, apparently the teacher that I replaced um, at Contemporary Learning Academy, like, cussed out his kids and, like, left that day and never, like, came back. So you came in at, at, not at the beginning of the year. No, I came in, I came in on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. <laughs> in January of 2000. Young so man, I young man. I was hired in December 1999, but I couldn't take the job because I couldn't furnish transcripts. And I couldn't furnish transcripts because, <laughs> man, because them libraries is hate. You owed money. They were hating the on CU you. The CU library is racist. Even in the 199. Racist. Racist the library. Racist back then. will not give me my my transcripts till I pay my fees. <laughs> All right. But back, so angry young man. Like, I, I really Calm think down. You got to settle down a little bit. All right, all right, all right, all right. So, so what we did is we did this, like, on-the-job training, right? And we had to take <laughs> classes at night, like, from Metro and I was so broke that I got a full like Pell Grant That's like, it. to do that. I made like four thousand dollars that year. <laughs> <laughs> I was like below the poverty line. Uh, they called me. Broke. They called me up to see if I like needed any you like borrow, public assistance. You borrow money from students right now, like, huh? You borrow money real. from students. <laughs> that was that struggle was real. So um, so what we had to do is we had to come up with like a, a three week unit, right? That we were gonna yes, teach. Yes. And so I put together this thing called the Fifth Sum Project. Cause you know what I'm saying? Like I came into this work because I was inspired by Sal Castro. That's I don't know it. if you know who he was. Tell him about it. Sal Castro was a social studies teacher in East LA. Yes. During the blowouts, man. They were blowing out, like walking through this. Uh, hey, like, this is like Calm not down, that long of a show. Bro. Like, you don't got to yell at us. Like, <laughs> all right. So, so it, he was the teacher that inspired those students to walk out in the 60s in LA. Oh, okay. And that's like who I wanted. Like, so I had a couple of different things that I was focused on. I, I kind of, I wanted to be able to impact students that way, but I also wanted them to know about like the Chicano movement yeah. and like our our heritage of protest and 
like just how we could like overthrow this whole system. And so I kind of I, I I put this together. So what we did, like, so I borrowed it from the Fifth Son, you know? Yes. Like the fifth. So you know, the what's fifth the Fifth Son? son? So Tell the, about so it. So some people call it the Aztecs, but that's not what they called themselves. That's what the colonizers called them. Um, so it was like the Mexica culture, right? And they believe that in the Quinto Sol, and I'm using the colonizers' language because like our language was taken from us. That's right. In the Quinto Sol, we were basically like supposed to see like a new world, and some people like thought the world was gonna end, but it's, that's not what they meant. That's not the prophecy. Prophecy is is all gonna like change, and the white people were gonna go away. Are you sure that's what the prophecy was? Like, I, I think we're still waiting for that prophecy. Prophecy, like I don't think. <laughs> I, I think you have that. No, nah, man, that's... But it was like a dramatic change. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. all right, all right. Ahead. Calm down, young man. Dang. So what we decided... Thank you. <laughs> so what we decided to do is, like, I teamed with an art teacher, and we talked a little bit about, like, how we were gonna... How we were gonna combine art and, like, ethnic studies to do this whole, like... Like a floricanto, like this big, like, art installation thing at our school. Oh, tight. And our, our school is, like, project-based. You got a lot of visions, so man. Dope. You got yeah, a lot of vision. Cool. But then I realized that I was the only one talking about, like, the things I was talking about. And so I started, like... <laughs> Wait, you were partnering with somebody to come up with a plan, and you're, like... And, like, nope, like... Your partner didn't know the plan? <laughs> and I think that's a hard thing. Like, like I just thought I was crazy. And so what I thought I could do, because I'm kind of a nerd too, low key. And so what I decided to do is I decided to combine what I was learning from like traditional education, but just like plug in like, um, like, like stuff about like, like Chicanos, you know? Yeah. And so I have this like test. So I like have this thing about like Hernan Cortez. Like I wrote, I wrote my own article. <laughs> this wait you wrote wait i wrote my own article wait, you wrote your own article for the students yeah because the stuff why did you like, do that why would you write it? why wouldn't man, you just use a textbook there's there, textbooks man, there wasn't a tech there was not a textbook there was this really dumb like book that somebody wrote that had like no personality so i'm just can i just read a little bit of this yeah but I, i'm just amazed that you think your 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 pre-service self could you you wrote something more with more personality than what the officials had given you. They didn't give me anything. They didn't give you anything. So I had to like create this stuff and like. So, so you saw yourself as a real kind of organic intellectual. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, okay. I was gonna get a PhD. You kind of dope. I was kinda gonna dope. get a PhD, but I decided not to. Hey man, I might like to work with you in the future. That might hair. be cool. That might be cool. We might be friends. You gotta yeah, mature a little, but cool. we get there. Yeah, not nah, probably. <laughs> All right, so here it's called Cortez and Cuatemoc. All right. They were two very strong men who both inspired fear and adoration from their followers. And they represented two worlds, two separate moments of history that after thousands of years had collided in a cataclysmic time that was defined by bloodshed and conquest. Guatemoc exemplified the coming resistance of indigenous Americans against the European invaders, and his actions suggested that the two cultures might not be able to coexist. Uh, wow, that's dope, huh? You are a heavy dude. I was like, right. So that, and then, I, then I even added my questions. Um, like, according to the article, Guatemoc believed that there should be a separation between masters and servants, gods and mortals. How does Guatemoc's view in, of society compare with that of Cortez? Refer to details from the article to support your answer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then someone was like, "You should write a textbook," and I haven't. I might. I don't know, one day. One day. One day. One day. I'm you know, making that money. So you talked about, like, having a desire to teach these youngsters. I just... Why, why did you choose this topic? Because it's interesting. Because I'm, 
I'm starting to, young Kev's starting to think about what he should do for his uh, unit plan as he's getting his teacher ed program. And I want to do something cool, and you've done something really cool and radical and progressive. It seems like what the best teachers yeah. would do. Man, I, it's because, but, like, for real, like, somebody's got to teach this stuff. I was teaching Hispanic American history, and I don't really accept the word Hispanic because, you know, back in the 1970s, all right, all right, all right, all right. Whoa, lot, whoa, man. whoa. We'll link some stuff whoa. on the page. Uh, Y'all woke, as the kids say today. I, yeah, man. We just don't have time for this. Like, for real, we got to be concluding here pretty soon. Um, so, you know, like, but but I was teaching this, and, like, the way I feel like, I feel like a lot of white people, it's not just white people, bro. Like, there's, there's a whole, like, system yeah, in play here. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, okay, a lot of people in the system who are white, like... <laughs> You yeah. just stuck on that, huh? I had a, I get, that's that's all right. That's I, all right, young I man. I don't have any. That's all right, young man. That's all right, young man. That's all right. You can tell I'm sixty pounds heavier. You, than you this got guy. the heart. Yeah, got the heart. It's not so. If, if I could finish, like what I was gonna say is that like a lot of people don't believe like Chicano studies or Raza studies or like ethnic studies is like a legitimate like discourse is legitimately academic. So I really felt like I needed to show that this is like real intellectual material that should be treated just like. You know, the white textbooks. You mean, like, mainstream textbooks. Nah, they white. Okay. White textbooks. Um, all right, Young Head, I think, I think that's enough. Um, you militant. You, you're about to join the Brown Berets, brother. Yeah, man. The Brown Berets, you know, they're problematic, though, because, okay, okay. Well, okay, like, okay, calm down. Calm settle, down. Settle, Sorry, brother. Settle. Sorry, dang. We'll, we'll, we'll bring you back hey, like, another time. Don't cancel me. Um, yeah. Don't yeah. cancel me. I don't me, even young. know what that is, bro. I don't even know what that is. You will. <laughs> and we appreciate y'all listening to the silliness in in here uh young kev young head i thank you thank you see you fellas today. go see go back and keep, keep working now i'm gonna go start the revolution head of that metro class <laughs> young kev be ready to sub tomorrow <laughs> you fool so here's 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 what i'm kind of so this was kind of an interesting thing for me I'm, this is really weird to be back in my character <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and, and scene and scene we are so talented we are I mean, Man, I think we, I, we're doing a really good job of playing ourselves. That's it. <laughs> Very good. No, I mean, and, I, and so here's the interesting thing. Like, because I, I, it's the reason I was kind of asking you the questions about, like, what is the fidelity with which you maintain this yep. kind of core vision of what a great teacher is and what a terrible teacher is, is because I think my path was a little bit different from yours in mm -hmm. a way mm -hmm. that I felt like I was the only person talking about a lot of these things. And now, you know, from our time in Houston, when we had a chance to talk to um, to the to the folks from Seattle, especially yep. where we are starting to bring ethnic studies coursework into into programming, like yep. institutionalizing yep. Yes. these things as things that students need and benefit from. Twenty one years ago, no one was talking about this, not and no one was talking about this as like serious discourse. Like people, like it was really interesting. There's me. And my friend, Mr. James, who taught next door to me, Mr. James taught AFAM. Yep. I taught Hispanic American history. Mr. James had the black kids, and I had the like brown kids. Yep. And the only time it would cross over is if they couldn't be scheduled into one of our classes. So I remember I had this one African American kid named James. Um, that's funny, James. James. I'm pretty sure that was <laughs> yeah, yeah, his yeah. name, too. Um, and I remember him asking me, well, could I identify as a Chicano? And it was like this whole, like, he's like, because I, I really believe in a lot of That's this right. stuff. And so we kind of had that conversation. We talked about this whole idea. Um, but what happened to me was that I spent so many years as the only voice talking about this stuff yep. that I started to really question whether it was legitimate. Yep. And I went through a really interesting period between 
my 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 career at the previous school and then the first six or seven years at this mm -hmm, school mm -hmm. where I kind of adopted a real moderate sort of view I wouldn't expose kids to anything controversial mm -hmm. um, I would I had a personality the kids kind of responded yep, to yep, yep. and really like over the last three or four years is when I feel like I've become more radicalized and and, and for me radical means like following things to their natural conclusion right <laughs> So, like, student voice and leadership, for example, <laughs> isn't just about having kids sit on a committee sometimes. Nope. To me, it's about kids running a school. That's it. Take <laughs> right? me over. And so, like, and, and I think I've learned that my radical voice is something that can actually drive conversation mm -hmm. and really ask us to, like, see things deeply. So, so actually, I look at Young Hedda, I look at the optimism, and I look at the idealism and I look at the revolutionary fervor that kind of and I'm like dang first of all I young head I wrote better lessons yeah, 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 like than what? current head I does <laughs> I doubt that oh god you're more sophisticated I notice a lot more that I need to do but like and maybe that's a matter of like it's just hard to like write yeah. down everything yeah, but, yep. but young head I could plan <laughs> and like and but the idealism and the belief that that teaching could be a revolutionary act and and, and the belief that I think that I think I'm, I'm kind of like turning over in my mind right now, especially in light of our status as a school, like the belief that we can actually institutionalize a revolution, yep. right? That we can actually pursue radical de-schooling, decolonizing, abolitionist policies yep. within a building. Um, like, like I joke that my whole pedagogy right now is burn it down, mm -hmm. but in a way it kind of like looks like, it I feels like I mean, if we are like educating our students to critique the system, Yep. Like the next step after critiquing it is dismantling it. Once I can understand That's right. That's its right. failures and its uh, ineffectiveness yep. and its oppressive nature, and, and I become aware as as thinker, yeah. there's only one thing I can't I can't sit there. I have to reconcile the injustice. No doubt. And the only way to reconcile it is to say that the system is broken and needs to be. Yeah. Destroyed, or the system is doing exactly, exactly what, what it is designed to do, which is why we need a new system. Right? You know, and so I think Young Hedda saw himself as, as part of a tradition of of educators who are at the forefront of revolution. Like I always quote Henry Giraud on this podcast because, like, the belief of the teacher as a public intellectual who connects the affairs of the world to the community—that's something that really stayed with me. Like the difference between Young Hedda and Old Hedda is Old Hedda is like. Well, we just have to do it now. Like That's we just it. have to do it. it. Like no room for for idealism. Now, now we gotta follow it. Now we, we can't like what we can't unsee the truth. That's you it. Know? Once you're there, and I think back, and it's funny that you mentioned um, your student James and kind of saying, "Well, can I be a Chicano?" Because when I took one of the classes that has stayed with me the most was Mexican and Chicano politics, which was taught by Nick Morales down at Metro yeah. State. Yeah. And uh, the the class just gave me this whole deeper understanding of my space in a struggle yeah a long-term struggle yeah. and um you know and i saw myself i had an understanding that chicano is not just a racial identity it's a political identity ideology exactly. that yeah, exactly. i can be a chicano too yep. and i yep. became a chicano yep. because i said that liberation is tied up to my yep. liberation my struggle yep. and and it's kind of what pushes me consistently to kind of remember, you know, like in, in the Marxist tradition, that my past and my present 
equal my future, right? And that's yeah. who I am, and I'm connected to all of these people throughout history. And if I could, I know we're kind of getting there, but I, I think, think Young Kev left. I, I have a poem that Young Kev wrote. Oh, here we go. But here we go. It's called Dialectical Synthesis. Oh. So Young Kev must have been thinking. Yeah. I am Langston Hughes. I am Paul Robeson. I know the struggle of Toussaint Louverture. And I even know the battle of Sojourner Truth. I am the link in the train, the heart of the struggle. Harlem is in my soul, and Africa bubbles in my blood. I create like Romare Bearden. I love life like Phyllis Wheatley. I have the passion of Kwame Nkrumah and the soul of Du Bois. I'm strong like Common, wise like Frederick Douglass, true like Angela Davis, and artistic like Miles, free like Coltrane without repression, without the repression that Mandela faced. I am the synthesis of the struggle. I'm the black woman surrounded by all white males. I'm fighting for freedom of all. Because of my historical experience tells me this is all I can do. Bro. <laughs> like, I no, read that. that. that I was, was like, wait a minute. No. Young Kev was thinking about that stuff? Young Kev, young man. I, I think, you know what? I, I, think, I think we need to admit something. I think we're a little tough on those boys. Are we a little tough on them? I mean, I think as veteran teachers, it's so important that we embrace them and uh, and understand them. Their passion. We see them walk through the doors, and they come in. I mean, really, they remind us of ourselves. They're willing to do something radical and different, and even challenging our ideas of the status quo. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that first of all, beautiful words. I love it. Thank um, you. And it, and it and it's interesting too because it seems like both of us back in those initial like days we weren't coming at this with a nationalistic kind of fervor like that's definitely where i started yep um but as we've kind of recognized the unity of struggle like we're starting to see the need for intersectional intersectional educational justice absolutely and we were doing we were talking about that maybe i don't think i was putting it into any kind of like play i, I know that people were like really weirded out that, yep. like why are you talking about all these other ethnic yeah why would like, you be why would you take you. black studies yeah. why are you taking women's studies well, and chicano studies yeah. don't you worry about just your people and even a few years ago like introducing like my student teacher who works here now uh, was the first one to teach a uh, gender studies and lgbtq mm -hmm. plus like unit in yep. my class yep and i remember kids asking me why are you why are you concerned with those things like that's not you yeah you're not yes. a trans person you are not like you are not a member of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and, and I think like now I would say to younger Hedda, man, stay the course, bro. Stay like, like believe yourself because you're, because a lot of folks are gonna question you implicitly. That's how, how it mostly came out. And it's hard. Yeah. It, because, it, and the, you come up with, you know, as, especially of a, as a teacher of color. Yeah. You meet all these white teachers with more experience as you come in as a young teacher of color, and and they do cause you. And I totally get what you were talking about that questioning, of of you know, is my is there something wrong with my philosophy? Because exactly. everybody else doesn't have this exactly. perspective about what this work oh, is. Oh, that's right. That's I'm always right. taken often when we talk about this stuff. I'm taken back to the conversation that we had with one of our colleagues at lunch yeah. about the importance of our work, and, yeah. and 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 that colleague was like, it's just work. Yeah, it's just cool, <laughs> you know. And I I balance that back and forth. But, Sometimes you but, need that. Sometimes, but you I need think that, that it but, is yeah. like, in particular for students of color, it can mean the difference between what access they have and what they don't. It's it, it can be life or death. Yeah, it can be because you know. And I'm not saying that you be all end all, but 
it at least gives you something that you can hold on when you have a strong education. Nobody can take that away. It's yours. It's you're an intellectual, you're a thinker, and you're you're empowered. Yeah. Right. And so what I worry is that kids who don't have that, who don't have that critical ability. And I know some kids just have it naturally. Yeah. And so they're able to navigate and find their ways to the pitfalls that are outside yeah. of our realm. Yep. But I, it just has to be, it's, it's important, it's critical to me that young kids of color, but all kids, mm-hmm. are getting what they need and getting a critical understanding of the world, our history, our experience, how we got to this point. Because really when I came into this work, it was with that same idea to understand that this is the space where we can actually transform the world. This is where a lot of the negative ideas, yeah. the, the way I came yeah. into it was where I was indoctrinated, yeah. right? That this is a space of indoctrination. And so if I'm in here, if I am the organic intellectual, the public intellectual, yep. I, I, I'm going to be, uh, what is the saying? In the world, but not of the world. Yeah. You yeah. know? That's like from the Bible. That is. That's like, <laughs> I, have to, I have to go back to my religious family roots. Well, no, but, but, then, you know, but, but like, that's yeah. what it is. Like, yep. There is something rotten about this institution. Yep. And if you are not careful, it will contaminate your soul and yep. heart. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and if you let these kind of dark moments, like, you know, your school rating comes out and it puts you in kind of crisis mode, if you aren't able to reach into your core of who you are, um, then it's you're just going to be chasing the next thing, right? You're going to be chasing that status rating. You're going to be chasing that test score. You're going to be chasing like whatever way we can manipulate statistics to tell the story that we want them to tell. Um, That's right. But really, at the end of the day, it it is about anchoring yourself in what brung you, right? That's right. Anchoring yourself in the because the thing is that it's it's like it's like you can you can you can really indoctrinate people as you say but freedom is something that that we as educators and educators of color in particular we just need to claim it and take it it and own it it and be free um and that means bringing who our authentic self is that's right uh to work every day that's right I think I think we're both gonna be late. Going That's on. it. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we keep so looking at the clock. Like, oh. I have the clock right here. Okay. That kind of thing. Yo, so um, hit us up. Let us know your uh, young teacher experiences. Yeah. What were all you like when you were young teachers? Tell, tell and what was your vision? A, tell us about it in a GIF, actually. Like, yeah. yeah. What's your core too? What are, What are those core beliefs that you hold too? You we, know, we want to know this, and we want to know like where where is your circle bringing you um, in these moments? Where I, I really think that the work is harder than it's ever been. It is. Um, and uh, but we're out here, and we're still doing we're still doing it. And, and if you're listening to this, you're probably still doing it too. Um, so hit us up, get get us on on Twitter and Instagram at Two Dope Teachers. Um, I haven't posted on Facebook in a while. I need yeah, to do that. So on Facebook, <laughs> uh, like us, Two Dope Teachers, and a mic. Um, we will be um, November twentieth. We will be at the Teachers of Color and Allies uh, conference at yes. the University of Colorado Ooh, Boulder. Shout out. We will link a registration form on our website and on. Um, in, in on all of our platforms uh, we're going to be hosting a live show at lunch while yes. y'all eat your food we're going to be live With. we we will be in the presence of dr evel ewing Woo! author of um ghosts in the schoolyard which is uh, bro that's like the bible it's of pow- educational injustice it, it like, is powerful you, you and it puts it into perspective what happens and i think if you live in a community that's facing things like school closures 
It privatization. Privatization. It gives you a deeper perspective and gives you some strategies yep. of how to resist. Yep. And uh, and shout out to all y'all who've been supporting us um, just through all kinds of different things. We're still seeking that sponsorship. Looking for you. Looking for you. Come Stack on. Stack that cheese. Can we can Stack advertise for you. We really can. We got listeners. Yeah. We got Twitter followers. We got we got 3,000 strong. We'll help you make money. Two dope army. As long as you are doing <laughs> it in an ethical, responsible way. Yeah, in a way that does not replicate systems of oppression. That's right. <laughs> we put that in our sponsor. We put that in that you cannot be oppressives. Don't be whack. Yeah. Don't be whack. All right, for young Hedda, for young Kev, for old Hedda, yeah. and for old Kevin. Can we say matured? Yeah, we're <laughs> That's yeah. So well, oh. that'd be funny to talk to our future selves. I wonder if we can get those guys in oh, at any point. Oh, Kevin, funny. <laughs> <laughs> He's Kevin Adams. I'm Gerardo Munoz. We are two dope teachers in a mic, and we're going to ask you on this cool October day to make sure that you are always going to stay, stay dope. dope.